What's up, fellas? We actually just added a new name uh, to our RTP Hot O-Line Hot Summit. Uh, and it's a really uh, a big name for you guys. I'm sure you guys are going to be really, really excited when we announce it. Uh, but it, the the list of unbelievable coaches has, has just uh, been added to. So something you definitely won't miss, go to our website, runthepower.com. You get free access to it. Just sign up. Uh, if you watch it live, you get to watch it live for free. Uh, we'll send you out the email on, on all throughout that week on the access codes for that day. Uh, you sign up. You get to watch it live for free. The whole presentation, some of these are an hour and 45 minutes. You know how coaches get, and it's awesome, an awesome hour and 45 minutes by these coaches. But uh, you sign up. You can do that for free. Watch it live. You want to go back and watch any of these or you missed a few that you want to see, you can go buy the all-access pass, uh, and it is as cheap as it's going to be right now up until uh, the day that we actually come out with the very first uh, presentation, which will be on the 24th. So the hot summit starts the 24th. Uh, that day, our all-access pass will go up. But if you just want to watch it all live, you can sign up right now. Watch it every day uh, from the 24th through the 30th. New presentation, two or three new presentations every day. And you get to watch it live for free and chat with other coaches watching it. And again, that's all at uh, runthepower.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Guardian Caps. Both our programs, Broken Arrow and Ankeny High School, invested in Guardian Caps this year, uh, this following year, and we feel they are really, really helping our guys, uh, especially, obviously, for me up front. Uh, they are soft-shell helmet covers that reduce impact during practice and are used by over 100 colleges and 1,000 high schools. Um, and, and just to be honest, uh, moms and dads love it that their players are wearing them uh, in practice. Texas, Clemson, Oklahoma are a few of the colleges using them. Check out our show notes to see what Coach Lincoln Riley thinks about them at OU and to get some pricing. Uh, they're actually very, very, very affordable, probably much more affordable than you guys think. Again, that's at guardiancaps.com. This episode of RTP is also brought to you by Vices. Vices football helmets are different than other helmets on the market. Their design reduces impact forces by yielding in a collision similar to a car bumper, a concept so unique the helmet was named one of Time Magazine's top 25 inventions of 2017. The Zero One is the top helmet at every level of football. Nearly every NFL team has starters in the Zero One, including both Super Bowl MVP and the overall league MVP last season. Over 140 college teams, 1,500 high school programs, and hundreds of middle school and youth teams have made the switch to the Vices Zero One and Zero One Youth Helmets. Protect your athletes with the top performing helmet in the game. For more information about Vices technology or to request team pricing or financing options, visit Vices.com on the web. Vices, protect the athlete, elevate the game. This episode is also brought to you by GoRoute. GoRoute brings practice efficiency into the 21st century with on-field digital risk coaches. Trusted at practice by more than 350 high schools and 30-plus FBS and FCS teams, GoRoute allows coaches to instantly send scout cards and installs to players so they can stay up-tempo all practice without the need for binders or managing multiple huddles. Compatible with all major play-drawing systems and hand-drawn cards, GoRoute teams routinely double teams routinely double or triple their practice reps daily. If you value practice time, which we all do, uh, and want the best preparation, you need to go no scout cards with GoRoute. Uh, learn more at GoRoute.com, email at sales at GoRoute.com, or call them at 866-777-1448. Uh, mention that you heard it from Run the Power, uh, and they will hook you guys up with a little bit of, of extra uh, just for being a listener to us. So again, that's GoRoute.com. On this episode of RTP, we talk with Chad Weeks. Coach Weeks is the OC and quarterbacks coach at Mosley High School in Lynn Haven, Florida. Listen as we talk with Coach Weeks about his history in the game of football, how he likes to game plan and call plays, and some of his favorite play action passes and shot plays. You can follow Coach Weeks on Twitter at WeeksChad. Hope you guys enjoy. I, uh, I was an average high school football player, <laughs> um, to put it to put it probably probably nicely. I kind of bounced around positions. Um, I played for a a, a hard nosed old school coach, uh, Jeff Webb, pretty well known in Florida. Um, I think that kind of 
started to shape me around a little bit. Um, he, he let it known, be known pretty well that I was, you know, an average high school football player, but I did enjoy, you know, the strategy of it, the, the X's and O's, that kind of part. So I knew early on that I wanted to coach football, probably about my junior high school, um, which kind of led me to get my degree in something that I knew I could teach instead of PE. I got social studies. Um, and I, I knew what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? And then I, uh, my year after high school, I uh, went to a local community college just because, you know, I didn't really want to go off to a big school yet. And um, I helped out that year at the same high school I went to, which as any young high school coach can attest to, it's pretty awkward when you're <laughs> the same age as the guys you're coaching. Um, but it was good. You know, it was, it went well, I thought. And then I um, moved into Panama City which is about 45 minutes south of where I, I went to high school and took a job with a good friend of mine at a private private school for a year. They were just trying to get off the ground. And I learned a whole lot about what we didn't know that year, uh, to be honest with you. We had, we had big dreams and big aspirations. And we found out really quickly that we weren't very good football coaches yet. Um, <laughs> you know, it was just, you know, we had great players. We just, we, we tried to install the entire Florida Gator offense at the time with you know, Ed Tebow, and it was it was an absolute nightmare. Um, it was a learning experience, so I can, I'll never I, I'll never forget some of the stuff we learned that year. And then I, I took a year off when that school folded, just because I was right there at the end of my degree. And then I was absolutely blessed to um, my wife got in touch with another coach's wife through Mary Kay, and I was. Um, he got me in at Mosley where I've been the last uh, seven, eight years and um, came in again, thinking I knew a whole lot, not really knowing a lot. Um, the coach at the time was Perry Brown, who's had won a state championship a long time ago. And they had been running a wing tee for years at Mosley and they were good at it. I mean, they were really, really good. And he brought me on to coach wide receivers and DBs, um, really corners. Um, which being a wide receiver coach and a wing key is super complicated as you have never tried it. Um, <laughs> basically, I just, basically, I just threw routes to a really, really talented guy. And we had two receivers. And that guy ended up playing at Boston College to play receiver. And I just basically threw him the ball during endo and watched during team and said, yep, you did really good because he was really good football. Yeah. And then after that first year, um, that head coach retired and our new head coach came in. Who's the one we've got now. Uh, Jeremy Brown came in and kept me on and still had me coach wide receivers and um, did that for two years. Then I started coaching quarterbacks. And then just these last two years, um, this past year and the year before that, um, he brought, he moved me up to office coordinator and it's been, you know, it's been an amazing experience. Um, I love the school I'm at. Uh, and definitely we have run the gambit from wing T to where we're at now. There's no doubt about it. What, what, brought a, what brought about that change from going to that to where you guys are at now? Well, first of all, when, when uh, Coach Brown got there, I guess Jeremy Brown got there, because uh, they're both Browns, um, he brought in his system. Um, which was a mixture of a few different things that he had run at Jefferson County, um, which is over towards Tallahassee. And they had won a state championship. And the year after that, he got the job at Mosley. And it was heavily based on you know, power, counter, um, what he called stretch, which, you know, basically like a pin and pull stretch from under center. And we, I mean, we were good at it. Um, it was very multiple and it adapted well to personnel um what i realized when he asked me to be the coordinator is that it was very difficult to practice all of that and we were trying to we had our hands in too many buckets if that makes sense mm -hmm. um we were really you know we were good at a few things but trying to do too much and so that first year that I coordinated, I, I tried to kind of strip it down a little bit 
and, and try to focus more on, you know, personnel. And we were still in I formation, um, which is what we were the whole, most of the time, you know, when he got there. And I cut back on the 10 personnel because we just, we didn't have four receivers to put out there. We had two receivers and tight end guys and fullback guys. You know what I mean? And that kind of, that drove it. Hmm. And so we went from kind of a, I hate to say grab bag, but that's basically what it was. We were all over the place. So a little bit more focused to last year, we became hyper-focused in that we were an 11 and 12, and that's what we were. We didn't even have a fullback in our offense last year. Um, our, I guess our, uh, the way I think about it, and this is not rocket science to me, and I definitely didn't invent it, but when you look at your offense, you're going to have five offensive linemen, a running back, quarterback. For us, we're going to have a tight end all the time, which I think is huge because people don't know how to defend it. You're going to have two receivers, and then you figure out what that 11th guy is. And whatever that 11th guy is, that's your identity. If it's a receiver, great. You're an 11th personnel team. If it's a tight end, you're a 12th. If it's fullback, you're a 20, 21. You know, you just go from there. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of a journey we went from strict wing T to where we're at now, where it's more, you know, pro style, I guess is the word. Coach, talk a little bit about, you know, kind of, you know, working your way up to, to finally become the, the coordinator. You know, what, what did you really, really like, or what do you really, really like about being the coordinator versus maybe what might be some things that you're kind of like, man, I, I didn't really know that, that being the coordinator was going to be like this. Well, um, it was actually a, it was an easy transition. I think it was a natural transition. Um, Coach Brown was really good. He's one thing I can say that he's done a really good job of since he got here is he figures out people that want more responsibility and he slowly gives it to them. And when he figures out they can handle a little bit more, he gives them a little bit more and a little bit more. And the year before I became the coordinator full time, he started giving me the responsibility for scripting practice. So I made the full gambit inside run seven on seven, you name it. I was scripting it for our offense um, just because I had more opportunity to do it. Um, our office coordinator at the time was, he was teaching ESE classes and he had a case, uh, you know, caseload. And he just, he was having a hard time scripting during the day. If that makes sense. And so I took that over and about halfway through the year, I started calling plays and then, you know, obviously the full time. And I think uh, things that I didn't expect were I'd always watched film, but I'd always watched film for what purpose I was looking at it for, whether it was receivers coach or the quarterbacks coach, never really had to watch film from a top down perspective. Hmm. Does that make sense? And that's a lot more film to watch. <laughs> Yes, uh, it's a lot more film to watch when you know you're trying to, you know you're trying to give direction to your assistants, and I did a, probably a terrible job my first year of doing that just because, you know I wasn't used to giving out direction or not orders, but trying to say look here's the focus, make this happen, make this happen, make this happen. It was more okay. Here's the plan, and then they you guys go make that happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, Whereas last year it was more, okay, look, here's the plan. Here's how we're going to do it. Do this. I don't care how you do it, but I need this done. I need this done. I need this done. And it's just that, you know, that process and going through it and talking to people who are coordinators and working with their head coach and trying to say, look, this is what I need done. It's not getting done. How would you, how would you approach it and how would you make it happen? And I think that's something that I've got to even now I've still got to get better at, um, which is now is a unique situation for me. Um, we're actually, we have three new offensive assistant coaches. Um, and basically, you know, we lost our offensive line coach, our receivers coach and our running backs coach in the same offseason wow. to just to different things. So it's actually been a really cool process for me. And, you know, once we've got them on board and figure out who they were going to be and who was going to coach what that process of, um, coaching coaches. If that makes sense. Yeah. And teaching them the offense and how you want it, you know, what the goal of it is or how you want it done. And 
the things that are important to me from an off, you know, from a coordinator point of view of look, running back reads got to be right on wide zone and duo, and offensive line got to be really good at coaching on, running wide zone and duo, and um, and thankfully, you know, this is a blessing for me. Our head coach is an offensive line coach by trade, and he's good at it, and has yeah, been for so cool. a long, long time. And so, you know, he hadn't been coaching offensive line because we had a full-time offensive line coach. Well, this year he's coaching offensive line full-time. Um, and we've got him a guy that we're, we brought up from JV, who's a great coach. Um, he had been a middle school head coach, and we brought him up from JV last year. And he's going to kind of be the second offensive line coach. So that during the game, you know, he can kind of handle it while the head coach is doing the head coach stuff. Um, so it'd be really nice to have two of those guys. Um, but yeah, just that process of coaching coaches is different to me. I've never really had to do it. I've never had the opportunity to do it. I guess I shouldn't say had to, I'd say get to. Um, so, you know, this year, if we're not good, it's definitely my fault because <laughs> from, from <laughs> spring to the end of the season, it's been kind of my philosophy. And if we suck, it's my fault. That's all I can say on offense. <laughs> no, it, you, you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how much more film it is. It, it's pretty amazing uh, getting to watch, uh, just as an assistant coach, you watch some of the coordinators. And I got really lucky that I got in when, when Walls was there uh, because I saw someone that never went home, it seemed like, and was always watching film. And it was like, even when you were trying to talk to him, he was still watching film or was watching it, you know, during meetings or, or whatever it was, he was watching it. And and now the guy that we have right now, Coach Wilkinson, does the same thing. But uh, the the amount that those guys have to watch because – like you said, it's kind of your ass uh, on Friday night if you're not prepared, if you're not ready to roll. Now, you know, you want to be able to feel comfortable and, and know how they're going to attack you and, and know, you know, all the little different intricacies from, from top down. Oh, yeah, there's, there's no doubt about it. And, and I, I'll tell you what makes, it, what makes it a little bit tougher even in our area. Um, I was listening to um, Grady Green, the podcast you guys did with him, Mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, just kind of doing my homework. And um, he talked about being the only book on the shelf kind of in his area. And I've felt that way about us for the last five years to where, you know, we've been the only team under center predominantly. We're the only team lining up in I formation or even last year, the only team really under center a lot running double tight ends and people just don't defend it anymore. You know, and it's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, the good part is they've got to get ready for two tight ends and wide zone in three days, and that's hard to do. Um, even our defense, who saw it every day in practice, they never really got good at defending it just because if you coach it right, it is nasty. Um, but the downside to that is you're going to get the defense of the week. That's exactly and right. This year, yep. and, and this year – it was more like a defense of the year, I guess, this year. We saw <laughs> a ton of – we saw bare front with two hard-edged nine techniques and then two linebackers in 40s and catch man six yards. And we saw that defense probably six or seven times this year. Hmm. So we have answers for it, which is great because it's a pain in the butt. But, um, yeah, it's – you know, we prepare the whole week and say, all right, guys, here's the fronts I think we're going to get. They're an even front team. They're a, you know, they separate front and coverage, you know, TCU style split field coverage stuff. And we get ready for it. We show up, boom, bare front. God dang, man. <laughs> so, you know, we got to where we had answers for it. But yeah, I wish, uh, I'm like, man, I wish somebody would call and say, look, guys, you don't have to be in that if you don't want to, man. Just do something else. Yeah. But it's, it's definitely that's exactly a. Exactly uh, right. And that's, that's one of the things that uh, Walls, um, that I learned from Coach Walls uh, my very first year there. Um, I was like, no, this team's running this, this, and this. He's like, yeah, yeah, I don't care. Um, I want you to put two or three different defenses against them every time uh, against, you know, it may not be our whole offense, but it was, hey, when we run power and inside zone, I want you – they should be able to block it against even odd and, and, and um, you know, over, under, and odd right now. It's, you know, seven weeks in. Now I want you – um, I don't want them running power and, and inside zone against that anymore and inside. I want I want to see bear. I want to see um, 
walk around. I want to see blitzes. I want to see something different they're not used to uh, because that's what we're going to see in the playoffs. And, and sure enough, he, he was exactly right. Yeah, no, you're <laughs> he hit the nail on the head. Yeah, you uh, you watch film, and it's kind of a it's a pet peeve of mine, and the guys give me a hard time about it. But you know, we 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 watch film, and shoot, you you guys know as well as I do. By the time you get about halfway through the year, you've got a lot of film. I mean, way more than you could ever realistically break down and watch, really. Right. And yep. you know, you're you're looking at it, and you're like, well, they played a wing T team and four spread teams like 10 personnel teams. So what do you think we're going to get? Hell, I don't right. know. Like, none of that crap translates to two tight ends. You know, eight none of that crap. None of that translates. I don't know. Are they going to give us an even front against Ace? I hope so. That would be awesome. Nope, they're not. They're going to give you a, a 50 front. And they're going to bear crawl or whatever the hell they're going to do. And that's the one team we had – one team we played um, – God, I don't. I still don't know what they were in. Um, they was like every play. They were like every play. I feel like the plan for the coaches was: look, every for every play, do something different, and bear crawl this play and slant three gaps away and just confuse them. And for the first quarter, it worked because our kids were like, "Coach, we don't like we don't know what the hell they're doing." And I'm like, "Well, neither do I." So we're just gonna trap block it all and just collect what comes to you and so that's right. and that's the you know that's the fun part of in-game coaching is you gotta you gotta figure out what's going on and deal with it and we've got um we have echo which is like the huddle sideline but it's just a different brand and you know you, you're watching it and you're like yeah guys i don't know what they're doing either so <laughs> back up off the line of scrimmage as far as you can and get in one foot splits and we're going to track block wide zone and see what happens. <laughs> and, no, that's right. You know, I mean, and, it, and you, like you said, you got to have your base rules. I mean, because you don't know when a team's going to jump into it or jump out of it. And so what's your base rule for outside zone? Like you said, it's to track it. Well, it's track or, or, you know, what, whatever that is, whatever your base rule is for your, your major plays, the, your kids have got to be able to go back to that and be able to do that. Uh, before they come over to the sideline, right? So you're not – you don't have a, a loss of seven and now you're out of that whole series. At least, okay, get us through this. Maybe we don't block it perfect, but we get it blocked up well enough this series and then we'll come back later and, and we'll get it done. Right. No, you, yeah, you hit the nail on the head, man. And that's the you – know, we spent the last month, I guess. We've, we've met in classrooms the last month with our guys. Um, just once a week, not trying to overload them because we've got a lot of guys playing multiple sports and lifting weights and all that stuff. And we've really, I mean, our head coach really hit the offensive lineman hard with wide zone, the way we want it to be ran, um, which is as close to Alex Gibbs as you're probably going to get in high school, at least for me. I mean, that was that was kind of our goal when I was kind of teaching him because it's not a play he was familiar with. Um, so I had to really kind of go from the beginning with him and deep dive the Alex Gibbs, you know, the six, seven hour Florida clinics, um, which I want to recommend everybody do, but you better, you better be like during the summertime when you got plenty of time. Cause <laughs> that's, right, yes. I mean, that's, that's deep dive. That's, that's deep diving, man. And yes. um, there's a, there's a couple one hour clinics that are a lot more easy to digest. And you just kind of go through it with him and, and, you know, we've spent the last month teaching, you know, the combos and what it's supposed to look like and, the different steps and that kind of stuff. And so we'll have rules to run it how we want to run it with combos. But yeah, you've got to, you've got to spend some time teaching them the, the oh crap part of it when you get in the game and you have no idea what's going on and they just track it. And, you know, you collect what comes to you and hopefully it works out. If it doesn't, you know, you got to figure something else out, but. Um, you got to have that contingency plan in place because, yeah, teams are going to, especially well-coached teams, they're going to figure out something that makes you unhappy. And then once they figure it out, you're screwed because they're going to stay in it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I just – you talk about, you know, defenses. This is the way they lined up in that. So it, it, good defensive coordinators are all the same. They, they know all of your tendencies. So if you're going to be a good offensive coordinator, I think, and you're going to go and beat these good defensive coordinators – you need to know your tendencies better than he does. 
So to me, that that self-scout becomes so important because now it's like, man, we, we run power to the left, you know, five times out of seven because obviously that's where our, our biggest guy is, our best player, whatever it is. But when I know that and I know he's going to try to stop that, I'm, I'm going to come up with three ways to combat his, his way of stopping it. If he can't stop it, he's screwed regardless. I'm running power right up his ass, <laughs> right? But if he – if he right, has, yeah, no question. Yeah, if he has a way to stop it, cool. I'm going to have three plays off of it that'll that'll make him hurt. And all of a sudden, he's got to go spend some time back on that, and he's not coaching his guys as hard on my base play. But I think, you know, that, that gives you at least kind of an idea what they might try to do. You know, when, when you're a big outside zone team and, and we're running, you know, we run a lot of outside zone to the boundary because we want to run away from people. You know, maybe we need to have a couple of times where – where we do run it at the numbers. We are going to have to run it at the shade 5-9, and, and we're going to have to really practice it. Or I know, you know, one year against Union in the playoffs, Dave and I are scheming, and, and Dave finally comes in, and we're a huge outside zone and full zone team. And he's like, I mean, I could tell he had something up because, you know, he's a little bit more fidgety than usual. I'm like, what do you got, dude? It's like, well, I, I think we need to start pin-pulling this week. And I'm like, high five. Yes, finally, can we run some pin-pull? And it's like – we hadn't shown it. We finally were able to practice it for a couple of weeks, but just that one wrinkle and they hadn't prepared for it. It just gashed them. I mean, they, they weren't ready for it. We, we hit a few big plays on it. Now you're up 21, like you said, and they're going to throw their whole defensive game plan out the window. So I just think, you know, knowing, knowing who you are and having those things ready to rip, especially like coach Harper said, when you get to the playoffs and you said, coach, you know, when you get to these good D coordinators and they're going to, they're going to have things to try to make you hurt. When I can, when I can counter punch and make them hurt even more, it's game on. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And I tell you, the uh, it's been interesting. This off season has been, um, it's been an interesting one. So I can tell you, um, of course, I'm sure you guys heard um, briefly. It, it went away pretty quickly in the news, but you know, we got hit by Hurricane Michael. Um, pretty much almost halfway through the football season, just about right after the halfway mark last year and um, played, you know, we played pretty much, I think it was two weeks after it hit and, uh, you know, played with kids that were still eating MREs. It was crazy. It was an absolutely crazy atmosphere. And basically our superintendent said, Hey, I'd like to play a game. And we said, okay, you're the boss. We're going to play the game. And we did. And it's a district game. Went out there, didn't really have the opportunity to practice. I mean, we practiced, I think, two days for like an hour piece with no pads on because the practice field, we were, it was really a band field that we were on because our practice field became a dump, basically, for all the debris. <laughs> and so you go into that game, and, you know, you have the things you're good at that you ran the whole year. But just like you said, you have tendencies, you know. And so we go into that game, they know our tendencies. And no, we lost the game, don't get me wrong. We got beat, you know what I mean? But going to that game, not having the opportunity to kind of prepare those extra things, you're right. Once they get it, you're like, crap, we're kind of caught now. <laughs> and, you know, and now you know, going into the offseason, you say, okay, well, we've got we've to make sure that we're better or we practice those complimentary plays well in advance before we need them. And so, like, going into the spring, we said, okay, we're going to run wide zone. That's our, that's our base play. Okay, well, off that, you're going to have bootleg. You're going to have mm -hmm. the solid pass off of the, you know, the play action off of it. You're going to have the screen off of it, the middle screen off of it. And, you know, we're going to make sure we have those things. Then we go to duo. And then you have duo. You have the play action. You have the, the roll off of it, which is like that the bootleg works to the same side of it. Mm-hmm. With the backs in the flat, you know, the tailbacks in the flat, a lot of people have been doing that. And so you have your answers off that. Well, now you're, you're teaching that, that way so that when we get to the season, they've seen our answers for our base plays. We're not trying to put in an answer last second. Now we're worried about ways just to dress them up once we get to that point. At least that's my, that's my plan anyway. I think it's a solid plan. And I think, you know, by, by having that, the, the trust in those things and knowing – we can go to these, you know, like you said, now you can kind of take it to that next level. And that's what it has been a lot of fun for me to, to watch Coach Harper's offense 
at, at Broken Arrow is, is all the, the shifts and the moves and the, and the ways to try to create some of those man advantages, especially, you know, if you're, you know, you're running some toss, you're running some outside zone. You know, I, I think that's a good way to, to mask a lot of those tendencies that you have because, you know, when, when people move and shift and get lined up in new things, there's not a lot of defenses where, you know, the kids can, you know, make a call get lined up correctly and also understand, oh, hey, they're, you know, 98% power in this formation. So I think, like you said, man, you got those those four-play kind of series and all of a sudden now you can dress it up with a couple of shifts. Man, that makes it really hard on a defense. It does. And I think that's my uh, – that, that first year of uh, wing T that I had when I got here, I think some of that speaks to that a little bit with the series and. I remember that first year going in the game plan and our head coach would ask our offensive line coach, like, all right, which series you want to run this week? It wasn't <laughs> what plays. It was, no, which series we're going to run. Okay. We're going to practice yeah. that series this week and we're going to do it. And I think that kind of spoke to me, it speaks to me a little bit still in that, you know, you're going to have the handful of things you want to do. And then you use motions and shifts, which is, you know, not something we did. I think we got in that we kind of got trapped last year. Trapped's a bad word, but that's the one that comes to mind. And thinking that we had to go 100 miles an hour all the time, which we do have part of that. And we've got the ability and we practice the ability to go, you know, really, really fast when we want to. But I think to beat the teams we're going to have to beat, we've got to make them think more. And so, you know, we're going to use the motions and shifts a little bit more and introduce them early on, like this spring, which is not something we've usually done. We've usually went into the summer, but we're going to do it while we've got them and pads and practice it and get the timing of it. And I think that's something you've got to, if you're going to do it, you got to do it early on. And you've got to practice communicating that stuff, which communication is a whole other, that's a whole other monster. That's one of the things I'm fascinated by is terminology and how people communicate their stuff. and there's a, such a wide spectrum in football, especially among coaches with, with terminology that drives me absolutely crazy. And it, it doesn't matter if you're in your own little circle, it's the same way. <laughs> yeah. Or if you go to a clinic, like, you know, we just went to the, uh, we just went to the Alabama clinic um, this past weekend and just talking to a few other coaches and we're talking about the exact same thing. We're calling something completely different and it just, it blows my mind. And it's the worst, especially because <laughs> I don't understand uh, enough yet about defenses that when defensive coaches get into that, that's when it's all out the window for me. You know, if guys will call something oh, yeah. different on offense, I can normally kind of figure it out, especially in the run game. I can figure out what they're talking about. But as soon as it gets into coverages and, and they're calling all, all sorts of goofy names that don't make any sense, it's over in my head. I, I turn it off almost like math class. Like if I'd have a math test, it was too hard in college and, and it was too many crazy numbers and things, I just guessed on it. I didn't even try. But that's that's oh what I get, that's what I get into when I start hearing some of the all these different names and the stubbies and the chubbies and all different things and I'm like I don't know what they're talking about uh, and so it gets a little too much for me I'm just a novice on that side. Oh my gosh, you're not lying. Here's a great example, absolutely amazing example. So we were at a, we were at the um, Nike clinic a couple of years ago down in Orlando, and Nick Saban's the keynote speaker. He's got like 30 minutes. And he, you know, he starts up. He, he he told a joke or something, and he starts going to the football part. And he says, uh, "Guys, listen. All you raise your hand if you got a degree." And of course, everybody raises their hand. He's like, "All right, good. You guys will all understand this." That he sees the eighteen-year-old kids who can't even read. And then he goes into his split-field coverage and match cover three grip blitz, mixed mod, stubby chubby, the whole nine yards. And for thirty minutes you look around the room and you see coaches, I mean, writing, just furiously writing stuff down. <laughs> and when he got done, you look around and the looks on everybody's faces are like they just got back from war. Like they were all shell-shocked. Like nobody knew what the hell was going on. Like you could tell 400 people in the room were absolutely lost. <laughs> it was out of control. And then we went to the Bama clinic this time, and so I was ready for it. I'm like, okay. I know it's going to be some different kind of stuff. I'm good. I'm ready. And then they broke out mint coverage. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. 
which turns out is mini coverage, which is a whole different <laughs> word. <laughs> Oh, is it man. Buster? Is it Bingo? It was, is it Mini? Is it? Oh man, it was uh, it was special. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, golly, am I, like I study football, guys. I'm like, I, I know I study coverages. I mean, <laughs> I try to make sure I know what's going on. Like, you know, I, I watch all the match quarters videos. It's amazing that that guy does, and I try really hard to study it. And I'm like, I don't have a clue what the hell we're talking about right now. What is going on? <laughs> That's right. Like, I, like, like, are we being pranked? Like, it was. I'm like, it's not April 1st anymore, so I don't think they're, like, joking with this. I mean, they're using real words, right? <laughs> but, I mean, you know, that's just part of it. You got to learn, and you got to keep learning. If you ever feel like you know everything, you're an idiot because you're lost. And that's just part of it. You got to keep studying. And defensive coaches are – they are adapting. They're smart. And, you know, they may not have caught up with this yet, but they're pretty freaking close. <laughs> and and I, and I think that's where you know, they've gotten so good at defending these heavy pass teams and, and the four wides and the 10 personnel and the 11 personnel with the sniffer. They've gotten so good at defending that stuff that the only way to combat that is to go back to something they aren't prepared to defend, which is the 12 personnel, the you know, right. 21 personnel, if that's what you've got. And I think that's what you, soon I think you're going to see more teams doing that just because they've got us outgunned. I mean, they got four guys reading two guys and you're screwed because they got nine in the box and you don't even know it. So, you know, right. you gotta and it seems like, I mean, that willing. was. That was like the whole deal. That was the whole reason people went to spread, you know, all that in the first place, it, it seemed like to me anyways, was, um, you know, how do we go – how do we get into doing something that other teams aren't doing? And like you said, now it's, it's, it's a lot of teams are doing that. Now it's a it's good chance it's going to go back the other way. And, and I'm really excited to see uh, what teams like K-State do in the Big 12. Right. No, them, Iowa – um, there's, I mean, Wisconsin, there's a bunch of those teams that they're just different and you can tell they're built differently. The rosters look different. And when they play, you know, they, now they might get out, they might get out athleted, but when they get moving, it's tough to stop. And that's the one thing, you know, we were talking about watching film earlier and, like I said, trying to get a, trying to figure out what look you're going to get on offense. It's almost, it's, it's so hard now because when eight out of the team, 10 play out of the, I'm sorry, eight out of 10 teams you play, you know, everything they've seen has been the two by one with the H back or the sniffer. And that's all they've seen. Mm-hmm. And they've seen nothing else. It's like, well, you know, here's my best guess, you know, and a lot of that comes down to you just got to be sound and you got to be able to adapt and you got to be able to coach during the game, you know. But let's say by the same token, when and we've talked about this, you know, from our own defense, you know, getting ready to play teams who are that, you know, the heavy 10 personnel and our Sam linebacker or, you know, your strong safety guy, you know, he's, he's built like a safety, not a linebacker. Well, now he's got to come and he's got to be an attached nine technique will, that's a very different world. And so many teams are gearing up to stop these spread teams. And then we show up and they're like, uh, well, I guess we'll just put more guys in the box. <laughs> <laughs> or that, you know, they, or that, the, uh, that palm safety where they walk that guy down to like seven and two and dare you to beat him deep. And years past, we struggled with it. This past year we had a guy or two guys really who could get behind him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we were able to take advantage of that. And this year we should have two more guys that can get behind them. And so if teams are going to continue to do that to us, good luck to them because it's going to be a long day if they put those guys one-on-one. That's going to not be fun for them. <laughs> That's my favorite part about, you know, 12 personnel and 21 is is when you have two receivers that can go. I mean, I, I think that right. that's – to me, that's the that's the perfect storm on offense because – you know, defenses, obviously, I guess the perfect storm. Okay, perfect storm would be 12 personnel. I got two dudes that can go, and I got a quarterback that can run and throw. <laughs> now now they got problems. Yeah. 
because I mean, they're going to, you know, there's, there's already going to be eight gaps. So they're going to commit nine guys. One of them is going to have to be responsible for the QB and they better hope they can hold up on the outside and you can manipulate and play games when you go, you know, two tights and, and you bring both the receivers over to the same side. So two tight slot, you know, are they going to go corners over? Are they going to bump a safety? Who's maybe not as strong in coverage? You know, what kind of man beaters do we have? I, I always just love those packages because as a play caller, I felt so comfortable in, in getting the matchup that I wanted, be it my, my running back on the safety that I wanted to be able to go. So, like, Coach, you're, you're a wide zone guy. You know, can, can I get my running back on the safety that tackles the worst? Or if I, if I run a nub formation and they leave the corner over there, cool. They got a corner that can't tackle. I'm going to get him one-on-one with my corner. You know, if they have secondary people that tackle really well, but maybe they don't, you know, they don't, they're not very disciplined in the pass game. I got, I got rubs and I got verticals that I can do with, with two guys that can, that can go and catch it. Or, you know, I, I have a QB that can run and all of a sudden now we can, we can gain a man advantage with the option game. I just think, you know, so many people, and we've talked about it ad nauseum on here, you know, I want to spread people out and force them to defend the whole field. Well, do you throw it to all those guys? You know, what, what, are your, what are your numbers? Do you throw it to the number one receiver to the field in trips? Well, no, we never throw it to him. Are you really a spread team then? You know, I mean, you're, st- you're still playing with the, the 10 guys that are, are closest to the football. So, I mean, I think when, when you can really, really manipulate people in some of those heavier formations, and Coach Harper said it a ton too, there's only one football. You know, there's only, sometimes you only got to send out one guy. And if my one guy is a dude, and you're going to single him, good luck if I can protect with eight or nine guys. So there's so many cool things yeah, I think you can do in, those, in those compressed formations, man. I mean, and it limits what the defense is going to do to you. You're going to get one or two looks a game. Right. Now, you said it, and that's the – especially in high school, you know, you see teams – and nothing against it. I mean, I've seen people do it, and, hell, they're good at it. Mm-hmm. But when I see a team getting, you know, three-by-one trips to the field and they're on the hash and that the receiver's over on the top of the numbers and I'm like, man, I've watched your guy throw. He has a snowball chance in hell of throwing to that guy. Exactly. Like, there's no way. He can't get the ball out there. You, you know what I mean? And it's, I mean, I get that you're playing 10 on 10 now, but that's just a waste of a kid. You know, how do you, how do you keep that kid motivated to want to play when – Hell, he knows he knows this quarterback can't throw out there either, like, like they know. And so <laughs> that's exactly they, right. Yeah, the kids they, know themselves. Right, and so you know, you you look at splits and all that kind of stuff, and you know, we took our a little shameless plug for the guy, but you know, our passing game this past year, we revamped it. Um, first of all, we had way too much in, like, on, way too much, so we cut it down. And I spent hours on the phone with uh, Bill Mountjoy. And just, I like the simplicity of it. You know, he's, he's got his answers. He knows how to teach it. You install it, you have answers. And it's not the, you know, it's nothing sexy. It's nothing super complicated. Now, we haven't, we've, we've adapted it. You know, we've changed. We've took, taken some things out. We've added some stuff to it. And. But what I really liked about it was the split. You know, if you got a single receiver there at 12 yards, well, we don't block corners. I'm morally opposed to it. We block safety. And I've yet to have to pay for that. But I've yet to have a corner come up and stop our tailback on outside zone. It just hasn't happened yet. You know what I mean? And when you base everything out of 12-yard splits, your quarterback can throw it to him, and he can get in the safeties. You know, and – if there's three receivers, he goes out to 16 yards. He can still throw to that guy. But when you put that guy on the opposite numbers, you're like, man, you might as well tell him to line up on the sideline and just don't die. <laughs> because, I mean, there's no – you can't – that kid can't do anything productive for you on that play when he's split out like that. He just can't. You know, there's, there's nothing that guy can do for you. That brings up a huge and, Huge pet peeve of mine. You're saying it with, with you know, if you if you are a running team and you got the guys that line up over, way over by the sidelines, and they they can never block the safeties, and the safeties make, make every single play, you know, for like three and four yeah. yard gains because no one ever blocks them. That that is my ultimate pet peeve. 
ask Coach Harper on that right. one. Right. Receivers you, that won't play. You play these quarters teams. No, you play these quarters teams, and that's and you can tell when it's the, when that's what they do. You can tell. You, know, you can mm. tell by the way the safeties line up. Yep. And when they're an eight and two off that tight end, and you took your receiver and you put them thirty yards away on the bench, and now that safety, I mean, he's making a split second read, and he's freaking humming down there. And there's no way to, you can't account for it. You can't account for it with your box guys. There's no chance. And so now they're always going to be plus one on you when those guys are coming downhill as fast as they are. Those guys are triggering hard. They've been coached to do it. Well, now if you've got the receiver in there, he doesn't have to kill them. You know, and that's, you know, we were blessed this year to have two guys who were trying to knock people out. I mean, they were, one of them was going to West Point. Um, I mean, he's <laughs> there. You go. He's a grown man, and he was absolutely trying to maul people, and he just enjoyed it. And we had two of them that could do it, and they were destroying safeties to the point of teams would just not. They would just play one high and put another linebacker in. You know, <laughs> it doesn't have to be that. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot more fun when it is. Yeah, that's it right. Have to be that. yes. It could be guys just getting away and keep the safeties out of the run game, and you, you can be affected that way. You know, it's just when you take them out of it, you're you're playing down one, and now you better have a quarterback that can run or run RPOs or whatever it is you're going to do if you can't block the safety. Yeah, and then and then the then the coordinator or whatever is like, hey, why can't we run the ball? You're like, uh, <laughs> yeah. no one's blocking the safety. If you're not going to throw uh, something on them, uh, then then he's the one making the play. We can't do anything for you, there, big dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right. Quit faking the now screen with number one and have him go fly. Oh, I know. Hey, let's uh, scoot him in, scooch him in just a little bit. Uh, I've always talked about uh, tricking in, tricking the receivers and saying, "Yeah, you're a flexed in uh, receiver. Just put, oh, yeah, just get a little closer to the tackle. All right, now put your hand down on the on the line of scrimmage. Okay, yep. You can still be a receiver, <laughs> but uh, you're gonna stand right there. That's how uh, that's how I have to right. start tricking all my all my big tight ends that aren't athletic and big enough to play tight end to play tackle. I got to tell them they're a flexed in tight end. You know, well, that's <laughs> guard, flexed in, tight year, end, and tight end. <laughs> right. This year we had a our tight end this year. He's a he, he's a great kid. I mean, he's one of the best kids I've ever coached. And but God love him. He he had the forty time of erosion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he just he wasn't fast. Now, he may have had the best hands on the team. Don't get me wrong. My man can catch. But he was just – he wasn't fast. And so I joked with him the whole year. Um, his position was called third tackle. It wasn't tight end. It was third tackle. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I even I even put it one game because I make our, our, our Jumbotron videos, like our player entrances. Right. So I even messed with him one game. And I put third tackle, Matt Stevens. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, and, and another part of that you're talking about with receivers is, you know, one of the best things we did this year is a small compliment play. It takes five minutes to practice it. And um, I put – I think I, I wrote an article about it for Coach uh, – for Phil Vogt. And the, the look pass is such a cheap thing. But when they're spread 30 yards out there, you can't get the ball to them. Right. But when they're in those consistent 12-yard splits, you know, we're under center. I mean, most of the time we only do with that under center. But for that quarterback just to pull the ball out on a run play and, you know, throw it to the receiver right now, it gets out there so fast. And it's only 12 yards. They catch it and, shoot, that guy makes one guy miss and it goes from a five-yard gain to a 30-yard gain. And that happened, you know, six, seven, eight times where, you know – I I don't care. We got five yards. Great. I was going to hand the ball off and get five yards anyway, probably. But when that five yards turns into thirty, and it's just a simple throw and catch, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a that's a game changing play. Yeah, I loved having the tight splits with them too. I mean, I, I just I just think messing with splits, you know, it, you can cause so many different things in in coverage. Especially you, know, you get them in super tight. A lot of times now, maybe you see some some corner force, and you'll see some cover too. And there's some cool route concepts you can run off that. And I, and I always just love the, just the regular crack post. You know, you, you've been cracking, 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 hitting safety, hitting safety. 
and then all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're sticking in his belly, pull it back out, and we're, we're launching one, and then you get an over route coming from the other side. I mean, just s- simple sequential football. You know, hey, these guys want to come down like they're, you know, bats out of hell. Cool, we're going to crank it over the top of them. You know, people go listen to the same. Yeah, that's our, that, was our best, that was our best play right? action, man. Like you said, crack post, over route. That's, your, that's our best one. Yeah, it's the, one of the simplest ones ever. And, I mean, the, the same people that go to the, uh, the Nick Saban conference and he's got, you know, 63 different coverages that they're going to cover in an hour, you know, the, the, the first thing he'll say in any one of his, his, uh, his speeches, too, is what's the one thing that scares any defensive coordinator? It's guys that will throw it deep. So if you're going to throw it deep and throw it yeah. over anybody's head, there, there's not a, a secondary coach in America that at least not – I'm not saying scared, but at least they're not thinking about it. And when they know that there's the, the chance of you launching it six, seven, eight times a game, they're going to have to work on it. And they're still going to be worried about it because when that ball's in the air, hey, man, it's, it's still 50-50. You know, I might catch it and I might not. But they don't like any of that stuff well, either. So. No, that's true. And that's true at all levels. You know, you look at the, the one team I studied more than any other the last few months has been L.A. Rams. You know, yep. you, look at, you look at their offense. They're the – probably the best offense in the league now in the super bowl they gave bill belichick too much time to study because you give him three weeks he's shutting anything down i don't care what it is just the way it is you know but you know in the regular season you look at so much their offense is predicated on play action and you look at the receivers and they're probably the best blocking receivers in the league i mean robert woods was an animal and you know you get these guys giving great effort in the run game, cracking these safeties and just absolutely mauling people. Well, then you go play action and those safeties are a little bit tender. You know, they, they kind of shy away from the contact and seize up and then they run right past them and they're like, holy crap, they're so open. And that's, that's a motivational thing. And we show it, you know, we've been showing it to our receivers and saying, look, if you'll give amazing effort in the run game, you will be wide open in high school. I mean, wide open. But you got to give great effort in the run game. Because when it looks different, they, they can smell that. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, that's a motivating thing. You show them on film and say, look, we need to block. Well, I don't really want to block. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> do you want to be open? Like, do you want to be open? Well, yeah. Okay, well, here's how you get open, buddy. I mean, damn. You want to you score or not? Because, you know, eight times out of ten, you're throwing that play. It's a touchdown. I haven't taken it a step further. He's like, do you, you want – do you want to play? All right, then you're going to block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's the, you know, you eventually get there. I, we haven't really had a problem with it. Once we, once we got into that philosophy two years ago, look, we're only blocking safety. That's right. We're not blocking corners. Once we kind of bought into that, pers- that, that, that mentality, they kind of figured out pretty quickly, oh, man, I'm so wide open on the play actions. I'm not really that open on drop on the drop back passing. Mm-hmm. But Jackie, you're not that you're not that fast. You know, you run like a four eight, and four eight's not that fast in you know high school when they have nothing else to look at. But shoot, you give them something else to look at, you're running in space. Hey, you're wide open now, man. You want to score or not? <laughs> and, <laughs> and it made it's made a huge difference, you know. But yeah, that's been on that's been one of those things where that's part of your identity on offense. You got to, you got to coach that. You got to talk about it every day. You got to, you got to get the kids to buy into it as much as you do as coaches. Yeah. I think there's no, there's no question. I mean, it's like anything else, you know, everyone wants to know why, you know, and it it doesn't, it doesn't cut it anymore just to be able to say, well, because I said so, you know, I've heard it a a bunch of times, being able to explain why, like you said, Hey, why? Because later on you're going to catch the 45 yard touchdown. You know, we, we've moved the ball down to the red zone fringe, and this is where we're going to take the shot. So that's why you go hard on these other plays, because you catch the wide open touchdown. And when, when kids hear that right. why, instead of you berating them or saying, because we're not going to be soft, and that, that's your generation, and that's just the way you guys are, and we're not going to be soft like that. Now that, that instantly just changes the message. When I can just say, hey, we're going to block safeties because, you know, our offensive line blocks for us. Your running back's going to block for you on pass plays, right? Yeah, cool. Okay, well, when it's a run play, we're going to block for them. Everybody scratches the other yeah, guys back. Good. And here's the benefits of that. And when you, when you sell it that way, guess what? Kids buy into it. They're not soft. You know, they, 
they all want the same things that we do. They want to catch touchdowns. They want to have the sports center highlights. They want to look great. When you show them kind of the, the, the path to getting there, guess what? The kid, the kids will do it 10 times out of 10. Right. And not just that, man, even you can take it one step further and say, look, you know, you want to be one-on-one. That's, I mean, as a receiver, I, I got to imagine if I'm a receiver, I've got to be excited as hell when I get one-on-one coverage. If, if I'm any good. That's right. Now, if I'm not very good, I'm thinking, well, I'm kind of screwed anyway. But if I'm good and, I, and if I think I'm the man and I get one-on-one coverage, one, number one, you should feel disrespected because they're basically saying their guy's better than your guy and you're just not going to get it done. But two, you ought to be excited because one missed tackle or, you know, one slip, it should be a touchdown. And so, you know, when you talk about those compressed formations or blocking safeties or any of that kind of stuff, so many times your receivers are going to be one-on-one. And if you've got competitive dudes at receiver, they should be getting excited. And that's the one thing that we saw last year is our kids would now, just like anything else, they get super competitive. So they come to the sideline, coach, I'm open. You're always open. Yeah, coach, I'm always open. Well, you're not always <laughs> open. But yeah, coach, I'm always open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're right, coach. Yeah. Come on, give me the ball. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, it's like, all right, well, what route do you like? All of them. Okay, well, you got to pick one. Yep, show me all of them. Like, I don't care. Show me the damn ball. You're always yeah. open. Yeah, you know? you're right. I but, agree. Uh, so you, give it to me. <laughs> right. You know, but when you when you preach it to them and you coach them up and you coach them and you, and you tell them, like, look, guys, you're going to be one-on-one. You're going to have opportunities. And like, hey, coach, remember you talking about the opportunities? Like, you talked about we're going to be one-on-one, and we are now, so it's time to throw us the ball. And you're like, damn, you're right, man. So we got <laughs> Yep, here we go. And they're, and they're quick to tell you. Yeah, but, you know, but by doing that, now your receivers, I mean, you, you guys have seen this. How many high school teams are heavy run teams and the receivers are absolutely miserable? Or, they, or the good ones transfer. Like, they leave. They go somewhere where they're going to throw the ball more. Well, you take that kid who was a really good receiver on a heavy run team, and he goes to a team where they throw the ball a lot. Well, now his touches probably go down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because they're spreading the, they're you know quote unquote spreading the ball around. Well, now that guy becomes, you know, he's only getting a handful of touches. And if he would have stayed on that heavy run team, if they were willing to throw the ball, now that guy becomes a you know thirty forty yard or thirty forty catch guy who has thirty forty catches for a thousand yards because they're all big plays. And that's what's been cool for us is you know we've got guys who have had some skill and we had a kid transfer in last year who was touching the ball a bunch but not as much as he probably should have and he comes to us and he touches the ball 30 40 times and they're all explosive plays that's right they're all huge plays yeah you know and that's for us you know you gotta be careful with the word you know recruiting but for people that watch us play offense you know if you're a receiver i'd want to play for us right. because you're gonna because you're gonna be open. You know, you're going to get behind defenses. You're gonna be one on one in coverage. And if I'm a dude and that's what I want, I'd go with that. Not the team that throws it forty times a game, but they're not very good at it. <laughs> I mean, that's just me personally. Now I I gotta be careful saying that, but you know, depends how you depends how you think about it, I guess. Yeah, that's right. That's what I always say uh, with Megatron over at, I think he was at Georgia Georgia Tech. If he wasn't, then that's I've been telling people for years. But He was, uh, yeah. He went there and, and uh, ended up being the best, you know, one of the best in the NFL. And I'm always like, well, look at him. They didn't uh, – I'm sure they didn't throw it to him as, as many times you'd think, you know, at a big-time college. But every time the ball was thrown, it was going to him. <laughs> if, if they were throwing right, – maybe, maybe they only threw the ball. Touchdown. Yeah, maybe they only threw the ball seven, eight times a game, but all eight were going to him, and six of them were touchdowns. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's like I said, man. If I played receiver, shoot, I'd want to be in that kind of offense. What I wouldn't want to be is that guy that's at the numbers one in the hash. <laughs> and my quarterback want to be that guy. 20, my quarterback can only throw it twenty-five yards. I don't want to be <laughs> on that a good guy. day with no wind. That's exactly right. Well, Coach, we're kind of coming up on an hour now, uh, but but the last thing I always like to ask everybody is is when you're uh, watching another team, uh, their offensive line, what's some things they'd be doing that would make you think highly of their offensive line coach? Well, I thought about that one. Um, 
And the, the two things that jump out to me are when they're in the run game, how well coached are they on the double team? Are they burying their eyes? Are they keeping their eyes up? Are they coming off when they're supposed to be? Are they communicating? Or, you know, are they dealing with linebacker run throughs? You know, how well coached are they? Because that's something you got to teach. That's not a natural physical thing that they can just be good at. You know, that takes time to get good at. And then in the passing game, it would be how, how well do they protect the quarterback? And I think it's, it doesn't really matter what the scheme is. It's, you know, the technique of it. If it's, a, if it's a heavy slide team, okay, are they good at it? Can they deal with the stunts and twists? If they're a, more of a kick sliding team, okay, how's their technique? That's not a natural thing for a high school kid to learn how to do, you know? I mean, it's still one of the hardest things to teach is to teach a kid how to kick slide. So, you know, those two things I think jump at you more than anything is, you know, it's easy to get kids to play hard. It's easy to get, get kids to play nasty and be physical. But when it comes down to how well coached are they at those two things, I think that's the mark of a good offensive line coach. And you can tell it jumps out at you. And that's going to do it for this episode of RTP. We want to again thank all of our sponsors. You guys make sure and go check them out. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy Running the Power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.